How are you starting your Mac? I've done, mate, I've just done that. Do you mean that's, that's why I'm delayed? Like, I'm, I'm actually, I've got everything primed and ready to go, apart from this fucking chrome. Hello and welcome to The Boy and the Bear. Much as we hate to admit it, we've all got friends on the other side of the Clyde. I'm Patrick and I support Celtic. And I'm Scott and I support Rangers. But to keep things on track, our good pal Steve is here to stop us from falling out. Or more accurately, find questions that I know will divide these two and get to sit back and enjoy. I'm here to referee this podcast, decide who wins the weekly debates and stop this show from going off the rails. I may on occasion also offer my own opinion. A reminder to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and to follow us at BoyBearPod on Instagram. And we are actually on Apple Podcasts now, so if that is your preferred platform to listen and you've been listening to us elsewhere, then you can get us there now and thank you for your patience. Uh, Before we kick off, a big thanks to AB, who got in touch with us via Instagram, to say, The Boy and the Bear is my favourite post-match analysis and I really enjoy hearing both sides of the old firm, brackets, I mean Derby, well done, AB, on all things Scottish football. Keep it up, lads. So, thank you very much, AB. Nice to get our first bit of feedback. Yeah, that was £10 well spent, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's great, AB. Thanks, mate. Um, but just to remind AB, it is the old firm, you know. That was 15 quid to get him to say that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gave him an extra fiver. What we like to do at the start of our podcast is to force Patrick and Scott to provide a compliment for each other's teams. Who would like to open up the floor this week, boys? Neither of us, clearly. Uh, I'll I'll go first. Um, I think it, it's a very sort of broad ranging compliment for you, Scotty, after your last league game, which was a one nil defeat to who was it? Celtic. Yeah, that's right. Aye, aye, um, okay. I, I this was a must win. I yep. think uh, it it was absolutely vital for Michael Beale that that you won this game. I think if you'd drawn or lost, he could have been gone. So my compliment is broadly. Well done for getting that win. Long live Michael Beale. <laughs> <laughs> That's how far we've fallen. Well done and get a, a, a win against St. Johnson. But no, I, I think you're right. It was a kind of pressured game. Um, even if we didn't play particularly well, uh, there was moments in the game. But yeah, I think it, it was definitely a high-pressured game. So Apparently you tried to lived... replace him anyway. It's just folk keep turning down the job. Aye, that's probably... Is that right? I, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know. The job, by all accounts. Did he? By Turned all accounts, down? yeah. I've seen that on Jesus. TalkSport. If TalkSport are I, I, reporting it, then... <laughs> the oracles that are TalkSport. <laughs> yeah. Alan Brazil, you know, just like batting, batting Rangers managers away. Um, no, I think that, if that's the case, then I think that shows where the board maybe see things going with Michael Beale. Um, but again, you never know with these things. It could just be rumours. Yeah. Um, my compliment for you, Patrick, is I just have to say, like some of the passing that was on, you know, that was on display on Sunday was top quality. Like there was, was it O'Reilly and was it O or something? The, the intricate dink over the top that was sublime. That you know, I have to say, as much as I hated watching it and you know, trying to come up with this compliment, I just thought, Christ, you know, that is some nifty play. Open up a really tight back back line. Um, so yeah, I'll just say the quality that you had um, and some of the creativity that you were prepared to like attempt. I think you're right. There was a lot more Celtic playing through the middle. Yeah. Uh, against Dundee than there was like going wide. Uh, I thought I thought you had a shoe in for a compliment this week, which was Kyogo's 
header. Well, yeah, just... it, it was Ooh. like I was going to mention that, but I know we were going to get on. To yeah, I appreciate you I mean, going for something a wee bit, bit left field. Also, mate, yeah. um, Celtic actually played on Saturday this week. Oh, it was a Saturday, was sorry. That? I thought it was Sunday, yeah. sorry. Good that you watched the highlights. Yeah, I watched the highlights. I mean, that's an improvement, <laughs> um, you know, like. You know, one small step at a time, lads. You know, come on. I suppose you've been in that dark room so long, you probably lost yeah, track of the yeah, days I, of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what day, what month it is. <laughs> nah, Rangers. Listen, Rangers had to win this. I suppose Celtic result was, um, yeah, bread and butter, wasn't it? But um, how how um, convincing were Rangers, Scott, when they scored? Did it open up quite a bit, or but did they just look the same sort of clunky team all the way throughout? Yeah. Uh, you expect to take the pressure off, you know, when you score that kind of early on, you know, it's it's a bit of a, weight, a relief. You can allow yourself to go and start playing, but it's the same. It's just the same clunkiness when playing. It's There is no style, you know, like if you look at Celtic on Saturday, they went right through the middle every time, pretty much, and occasionally went out wide, whereas we're not sure if we're going out wide in the middle. Nothing seems to be, like, coherent. There's also not a finesse with some of our play, and you know, it's difficult because I don't know if the Danilo going off injured took the momentum and the kind of you know that verve that we created because it was a good finish, you know, he took it really well. Um, didn't have too much of a sniff, and then bang, there you go, he gets one opportunity and he, he tugs it away. I don't know if that maybe him going off affected our play. I'd also say that the, the substitution that he made, like. Seema and then playing Seema through the middle was was a bit of a strange one, you know. Um, so I don't know if it, if it was just trying something and it didn't really come off, and that's why it appeared a bit clunky. <laughs> a clunky performance with yeah, finesse yeah, and verve. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that 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 takes us on perfectly to our our first talking point, which is now the dust has settled a little bit, Scotty, and uh, the blood pressure is a little bit lower. Not by much. Where do you where where do you where do you stand on Beal? Where do you stand on uh, where ranges are yeah. at the moment? Alan Brazil levels of blood pressure. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> I'll be in hair myers by tomorrow. Um, no, I think, um, I think as, as I mentioned last episode, like, I still think he should keep his job. I think it'd be a bit daft to get rid of him right now, unless we've got somebody that can come in and hit the ground running. But again, it's a, it's a punt, it's a risk. You know, is it going to work out? <sighs> However... To, to caveat that he has to perform he's got to start getting the performances up there because yeah, Can I, well hang on we mentioned during the compliments that I didn't know this that apparently the job was being offered out to other people yeah so like well, I I, like is this true like what do we know about this like well they're just they're just reports but I mean if it's correct to me it seemed a bit ridiculous yeah. that Graham Potter would turn down the Leon job which he actually was offered yeah he turned that down but somehow the Rangers board thought he would come and take over yeah but Rangers. do we know that there was an offer there like what what's and I it didn't was, hear it anything it was just reported on it was just reported on Talk Sport that Graham Potter had apparently turned down the Rangers job or turned down the opportunity to speak to Rangers yeah. that's, that's <laughs> probably more likely turned down Margot Robbie turned down the opportunity to speak to me <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean <laughs> what by Margo, Margo, no, Margo. Graham, will you manage us, Graham? Graham, we're shite, can you help us? No. So, I, I mean, uh, that's not exactly... Sorry, so less Margot Robbie and more Michael Buell. Uh, I can't believe they've just been mentioned in the same sentence. Two legends of the game. That surely indicates that the board are... It, well, his days are numbered, regardless yeah. whether or not he wins at St. Johnson or whoever you've got next. Like, surely that... 
indicates that the direction of travel is bail out. Yeah, well, it's hard to argue if that. I mean, that is if that is rumor is true, of course. But again, it's it's hard. It's a hard one to say, like see, because obviously they've given them a massive war chest. I feel like more than most Rangers managers have had in a very very long time. So you you think they would probably give him time to implement his style but again in saying that what style you know there is no style we can't, we can't see a style of football and I, I don't know if that's maybe the the feelings in the stands and on social media and stuff is maybe making the board go but we're going to have a kind of riot in our hands here you know if, if fans are, aren't happy with what's been shown on the park so I don't know I think it's massive. Every game now is just going to be massive for them until until we can actually start seeing a, a viable product on the park. Um, and going into what would he have to do? Sorry. What would you have to do between now and say like the end of the year? Yeah, I was just, I was just, I was just going to get into that actually. Yeah. Um, like the, obviously we've got the European game against Betis coming up at Ibrox. That is a huge game. Like okay, they're a good team. This, that group that we're in, we mentioned it a wee while, a few episodes back, that it's a winnable group for us, you know, or at least a group that we can qualify from. That has to, that has to be the, that has to be the, the record, you know, like the, what is it, the achievement that he has to try and attain, you know, because obviously the Europa League's been pretty good to, to us. We've had a very good success rate in the Europa League. He can't well, go out winning, and, uh, winning none of them. <laughs> no, but like we've done well to get to a final, you know, built on in, consistency and stuff. Yeah, okay, the final didn't go our way, but you know, I think no, he he can't he can't go out there and get pumped, you know, like you know a PSV performance type against Betis. That's just not going to fly because people are sick of it. We we have the we should have the players to at least be solid enough to to not get turned over. Um, I think on the league front, obviously, like he's. He's gonna to have to keep improving week on week performances, not only just getting these results, because I I don't I think for a you know grinding results with poor performances can only last a certain length of time. So yeah, I do think he's got to really start trying to get a, a product on the park that people enjoy watching. Like look at you guys for example, you know like there's something there. I mean it's not great, but there was some inventiveness there. You know, yeah, you, you were trying something. something. Yeah. Something's starting sure, to happen. Surely, though, Scotty, because I'm a bit, I'm a bit appreciative of the fact that we keep putting this at Beale's door. Surely, if you play for Rangers as a player, you have to stand up at some point. I mean, yeah. with all due respect, Celtic have got players yeah. that stand up. Celtic were just as, or would have been just as bad yeah. in that. Um, no, it's not in the in the old firm game if Kyogo hadn't just stepped up and put that in the bottom it's corner. Not. Like the play, it's up to the players at some point to to rake one in from twenty yards to drag a team 100%. through the. A draw at Ibrox would have right been a better result for us than it would have been for Beal, though. No, sorry, I know, but you take my point on the performance yeah, yeah. indication yeah. that a lot of pressure still would have been on Rodgers, but he didn't because his big player stepped up and put one in the bottom yeah. corner. They had no right to score. Like, yeah. when are you going to... Surely there's got to be players that aren't your right back that step up at well, some point. That's the thing. It's like, I was, you know, that was something I was going to get on to. Like, not only is it, you know, like Beal has to get this winning formula, but you're right, the, the players have to stand up and be counted. You know, everything can't go through James Tavenier. You know, every attacking phase can't go through him. You know, because like teams wise up very quickly to to that tactic, and we've seen that in the past. We've seen that for the last like what six seasons. It, you know, it's oh, it comes down Tav's side. He comes down Tav. Tav's the guy with dead ball specialist. He's he's the one that makes you tick. We need players like your Tom Lawrence's, your Roofs, Cantwell. Obviously, he's injured now, but 
you know, you're is going your to dog need... a, Is your dog a bailout as well? Uh, I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> fuck's sake. I, told I was going to say, like, see if you're um, talking about if if that's what it's going to take to keep Bale in the job. Like, so you're, you're sort of saying it's going to be like a winning run or yeah. like an amazing result yeah. or a series of results in Europe. Is that not another way of saying on the flip side that he's perpetually going to be one game away from the sack now? Sort of like Bale. Uh, Bale. Sort of like you know, Van Bronckhorst was yeah. last season. I mean, I don't, I don't like to do that because I, I just feel like that does create unnecessary tension and pressure. But you know, I don't think he's helped himself. You know, I think that's the problem. I don't think he's helped himself during this whole, like, what month and a half in. You know, we've supposedly gone away. As I, as I said last episode, we went away to Germany. I don't think he's really helped himself by, you know, he was. We've told, we were told that these players are the ones that he's gone out and scouted himself and talked to and they really get it. They, they get what he's trying to do and what it means to play for Rangers. Well, if that's the case, I don't know what vision he's sold them because it's not, we're not seeing anything. You know, I can, I think most fans, most level-headed fans and used to probably agree that you can forgive losing, you can forgive, you know, shite performances, like things just aren't coming off but what you can't forgive as, as a fan is the lack of effort. The lack of heart and the yeah. lack of hunger. Lack of vision. Yeah, but just like you know, if you're not playing well and not, you know your passing isn't coming off, don't just stop. You know, if you're if you're chasing, like close them down, and you know you might get mm. lucky that way. But I think we just haven't seen that enough. So one one yeah. thing that stands out to me is that as a neutral is that I I honestly can't tell you if I've seen Michael Beale even speak this season because I just don't think there's that much interest in what he's got to say. He just doesn't seem to. He's gone quiet, hasn't he? Yeah. He was all yeah, he was so yeah. full and I mean of... I imagine listen, they're they're um, they're contractually obliged to do so, so I'd imagine he's <laughs> given the exact same amount of interviews as Brendan Rogers has this yeah. season. But I just I I just don't seek out what he's got to say. Well, you're not comparing that to last season though, then. where he was like coming out and constantly saying Andrew's lucky, I inherited this. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I remember. all the all I the remember. bullshit. I mean, he didn't Celtic fans to... took it slightly but to I, the, think, to the I think ninth if... degree and I understand why he did it, but this is this is the point and I was I was gonna let Pat have his little yeah. have a say on this is that My little say. Were you about to say have say. my little say? Oh, yeah. 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 Go and have your little um, say, Pat. Is that for me when, when Roger speaks, you know good, bad or indifferent, you know it's Brendan Rogers speaking and you'll listen and you'll take note of what he's saying. Whereas I just don't get that with Beale. And does that help you as a Celtic fan, Pat, in terms of giving you a little bit more confidence in him? Um, no, I think it's more like a lack of managers playing the big man. Like I've said, I've said from the word go. I think Beale was a charlatan. He was all talk when he arrived. Like, uh, like he he was designing this narrative about how he was the the brains behind Gerrard, and he wasn't denying any of that. He kept referring to the trophies he, or the, the success the trophies. What was it one, one trophy, he had with with Gerrard? Saying, um, we did this, we did that. I was like, mate, you were a coach. Like, you hardly won it yourself. He comes in, he calls Ange lucky. Ange then beat him in a major cup final and won the treble. Like, it, the I, I'm saying this because. Eyes. But it's, tr- it's true. Like, I think. I think it's, if you've got a manager coming out and yeah. winding up your support like that and yeah. getting them hysterical, then when up. you inevitably fail, well, yeah, that's it. You've got to back it up, and he hasn't. He's a total liar. If you're gonna put, so, you're gonna put your neck out and showcase your balls, you you're gonna have to stand up and like mean it, you know, and say like, "Well, I put my neck out. This is why I put my neck out." And so far, it's not it's not really worked out. And I don't know, like, if you guys remember when Gio was under pressure, you know, like, and how he started to go really quiet in the media, he hardly said anything. He was really coy, really hush, like with his 
you know, he just was like giving them like really straight answers, nothing at all. Like would barely speak to them. I think Michael Beale's going down the same route. He's not as engaging. He doesn't seem to want to talk as much. And I don't know if that's because he's now feeling the pressure like it's Gio he's was. Shitting himself, mate. Yeah, pro- uh, you're right. Like, if you lose three 0 to Betis on Thursday, oh, he's does he, fucked. Does he make the weekend? I don't. It's a good question. Um, I I don't know. Who would take the job? But that's why the thing. Yeah. Take, why, why that's why I said. Job, that's man? why. I, that's why I said. I think he'll keep his job. I think because the board can't realistically afford to pay him off. You said he would take the job. You said that Rangers was a much more attractive prospect about three weeks ago. Is it, does, does that not change? A more attractive project. I still think it's an attractive project, but it's whether it's whether the finances, you know, because they have the board have backed Michael Beale a lot and. Do we have the finances to go and hire somebody else when they've planned for him to be there for, say, three years? Do you mean four years, something like that? That's just shows you. I think. I, I think it goes back to our original point. I think what it's the players are going to have to stand oh, up yeah. and not just show abilities. Where is the personality of these new players you've signed? Well, That's what you need. Like you can't just have James Tavernier as your no. captain, Ryan Jack coming on and doing bits and bobs. Like you need well, Jack Butland standing these, up and being the only boys. one Jack Butland yeah, yeah maybe take him out yeah, of he's, the, he's out the only one that's been a bit you know he's vocal he's the one that's kind of trying no, to he's had plenty of opportunity to showcase his skills hasn't he so pretty much yeah but yeah I think uh, yeah sorry Stephen I think it's just going back to what I said you know like what you know Michael Beale said that he spoke to these players that he's, he's bought individually told them the vision told them X, Y and Z about Rangers this is what you need to be and we've not seen any of that so it's a it's a big I think the next month and a half is a big test for us and I think the the via play quarter final against Livingston is also extremely vital. Well, listen, that that leads us on, lads. To can I quickly talk about Celtic? Yeah, you can have your little say, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would just like to have my little say before we move on, um, and it is going to be a little say. At the first couple of weeks, I was really sort of maybe jumping the gun a bit and moaning about the lack of an identity, no. the lack of an idea. But really, Celtic, well, it was yeah, yeah it was. Really concerned because I because I couldn't see what he was trying to do, and I think now I'm getting an idea of what of what it's looking like. I, at the time of recording, you know, I'm pretty soon I'm going to be hopping off to watch us play Feyenoord, and I genuinely think if we didn't have such a patchwork defence, we'd stand a chance with the players that are now coming back. But like, we've got a centre half, Nat Phillips, who's gone off injured at half time, who looked really shaky in the first half. But he could barely he will be good. If he come, if he stays injury free, he will be very good for you. I think it was his first football from since like February or January or something. So we'll give him the benefit oh, of the doubt. Yeah. But he looked shaky and he's gone off injured. We're out we're, without Navroski, without Carter Vickers. It's going to look like it might be the Rangers defence again that we go with with Scales and Lagerbielka. So it's going to be a massive test tonight against Feyenoord. But um, what centre midfielders would you go for if that's the case? If all fit, there we go: Hatati, McGregor, and uh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly's having the season of his life so far. Um, so no, a, a, a quick word on Rodgers, and I think it's like, again, it goes back to how massive that win at Ibrox was because it so easily could have been the other way around, you know, if we'd lost that game. All it, I think this conversation would be completely the other, the other direction. But like we said, we've got big players that stand up in big moments and Rangers don't. Can't argue with that. Unfortunately, I'd love to argue, but I can't, so... We'll save your argument for this point, Scott, which is based on the players that Rangers are signing, obviously Celtic squad over the summer. As we stand here now, we're sitting. What? <laughs> we're sitting. Sorry. As we sit here now, 
which squad is more valuable? Well, Rangers are technically valued at one pound, aren't they? Oh. <laughs> uh, I've left the definition of value to you boys to make the argument because there's a few ways you can spin it. Um, and listen, the, the reason the reason we're just just to give a little bit of context to why we're doing this is it's, it's quite clear the model of Scottish football and it has been for a number of years is to build players up, even old firm teams build players up and sell them on and have a replacement mechanism in place. So, Scott, I'll let you go first. Thank you. Um, is that because... Pat's itching, just he's he's just waiting to hear. I know what Pat's argument's going to yeah, be, so I just yeah. like to hear yours. Charles Green did well out of it. Yeah, he did very well. Aye, aye. Great bastard, value. bastard. <laughs> um, talk about charlatans. That's the biggest bastard going. Um, so I think from a value point, obviously, I know that there's many ways you can talk about value, but I think one of the, I suppose, the value in terms of player stock, we've got obviously quite a lot of. English homegrown players in a yeah that makes you so proud so it really really does as you can hear from my voice I am super super excited to King be Charles is so delighted that you let England train at your training centre eh? oh yes yes very proud very proud moment what a quintessential um, British club king in the changing room must be oh, beaming down absolutely. upon it absolutely doesn't value Scottish players but that's another <laughs> point for another day um, but I think obviously we've got like players like Butlin, Davies, Lawrence, you know, Campbell, Sterling, they've got quite good reputations down, down south and they've come through. So I think if if we wanted to and we needed to, we could flip them, I think, for reasonable fees and earn some decent decent cash that way. Some decent cash. Decent cash. <laughs> what about the boys you brought in though, Scotty? I mean, do you think they're yeah. I know it's early doors, but do you think they actually justify the fees you paid for them? I think I think Daniel will justify it once he comes back. Obviously, that looks a sore sore one. He's he's taken on right in the, the eye socket. Do you know what I mean I think he'll be out for a while? So, um, but, you but, really tried to like say eye socket and like some. You tried to think of the medical terminology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think. I was like, oh, "Nah, I've not got it." Eye socket. Um, right in the, uh, the, you went yeah, from yeah. a four-syllable word to eye socket. <laughs> <laughs> To the thing you see out of, um, no. Uh, so your defence so far is, oh, we've seen some good no, prospects. No, they're not prospects, are they? Like they're all. Was it no, Dijon? Like, Dijon Sterling. Dijon Sterling's Plays more like only... Dijon Mustard. Ugh, I think it's hard to judge the boy. I think it's hard. He's only had a few appearances, but I think obviously like. It looks Butlin, far from promising. Yeah, well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> uh, I think uh, like Butland's obviously got a good rep, um, England international, so he'll be fine. I do think Campbell's obviously had a good rep as well. You could sell him if you wanted to, if he comes back from injury. For what? And, I don't know. Like we, we got him for one one million or something. Did you? So yeah. Did you actually? Yeah, he was on the end of his contract, so we managed to negotiate. Like I think it was either, I think it was like. One million or one point five something like that. So it was really cheap. Like so. Um, I mean, on the flip side, you are the only club to have sold someone to the Saudi league for less than they're worth. Oh, don't don't even start. Honestly, like that's that fucking that's a joke. Like, oh, if we take five million for Saka, I piss off. Give us a bit more. Nah, Do you I mean? Have a joke that one. It was it was a shit 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 transfer policy. So, um, but I, I don't know the new boys. Like, it's really difficult because, you know. Dessers has done quite well in some of the leagues he's been on. Quite a decent scoring record in Holland and done done okay in Italy. So I think there maybe 
potential. You know, if, you're, if not really, you're not really getting to the twenty. Like what? No, I'm not yet? like. That's what I'm meaning. Like there isn't really like from a value point of view. Who do you think is worth the most in your squad? Who's your most valuable player? Um, I would probably say Danilo or Cantwell. How much? Um, I don't, I don't like putting prices. No, I, cause I, I don't either. I, I'm open. That means I'm open to like fucking kill shots. Um, so I think I just think like they're probably ones that you could definitely hang your hat on and say you can definitely make a decent bit of money on them. Well, I'm gonna. The rest of them are. Are, are are not quite there yet. So I I think from value I've not really there's not really anything I can really add because we're not playing great football. You know we're not adding value on the pitch in terms of performance. So I just had to go down the squad value. Well, I'm going to say like, that the only section of your team that holds more value than Celtics is your goalkeeper, and not by mm-hmm. much. I think Kyogo is worth more than all your attackers put together. I think O'Reilly is worth more than all your midfielders put together, and I think Cameron Carter-Vickers is worth more than all your defenders put together. Is that your, is that your point, I? That's good. Realistically, Pat. Pat, what do you think Cameron Carter-Vickers is worth? Can I just add in? Sorry, just before you do, before you say that, like he 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 didn't have a successful time in the Premier League. Couldn't couldn't break into Spurs team. Didn't didn't do really well. So, is there a market for him to go back down south? Although he's proven himself up here, can he realistically go back down south and? Is there going to be teams that are willing to pay what Celtic are after for him? I Have don't you got think any there is. defenders that could play in the Premier League? James Tavenier, that's it. How old is he? Well, that's the thing. He's he's at an age, but in terms of ability, to be fair. Yeah, in terms of ability, you know, him and Goldson could probably the only ones that could probably play Premier League. You know, I know Ben Davies played. Uh, I say play, but couldn't he play Premier League, mate? Let's let's be real. No, but he could. He could play. He could play bottom bottom team Prem. Could he? Yeah. I mean, where'd you get him from? Brighton? Uh, yes. Going back to the point, yes. Cameron Carter-Vickers, yeah. Celtic would sell, I think, for 10 million plus. But do you think a Premier League team is going to come in for him for 10 million based on his previous previous record down south? He's played in the Champions League. He's developed as a player. He's had to go somewhere and play first-team football for, well, that'll be two and a half seasons now. He's worked under Postacoglu and Rodgers. Don't think there's any reason why a team wouldn't come back and get him now. But that's what I mean. If Not that I want, was to, ma- I want him to stay no, Celtic for a long time. If he was a massive, if Postacoglu loved him as much, why didn't he sign him? You know, Spurs like bring him back to Spurs. Why was that not an option? If he played the same, if you know, if, that's what I mean. It possibly like, was an option. You know, it's possibly like he, he's got a contract with Celtic. It's probably something yeah. they look to revisit. He wants to go down and assess his new squad. I don't think you can use the argument of why didn't Postacoglu take? Cause no, I'm not. He could have taken all of our players. Like, yeah. But I just think, obviously, if he was one of the prize assets, you know, and there's a market for him down south, then why was he not on the radar of a lot of teams this summer? I think value's you know? all relative. But yeah. right now, for me, the only Rangers player that gets into the Celtic team is Butland. Not even James Tavin, I don't know. Not having him over Alistair Johnson, who oh, won the games of his life at right back last weekend. Fuck it, that's a bit. I mean, come on, mate. Like The goals alone for Tavin, plus the assists, you know what I mean? He can't like, defend. And he's not a winner. But Johnson is Johnson's won more trophies than Tavernier already. I don't think like, he can put all the Tavernier's nah. door though. It's not just Tavernier's fault though. Like, I'm not, I'll, jo- I'll, I'll jump in loses. there. That's right, like it's saying not, that Jedi never won a league at Liverpool, but you couldn't say that he didn't. But he's single, you know. But like, the thing is, Tav's carried this team. Is the only person to carry this team. Everyone else needs to step up in in response to what we said in the 
previous point, it's not all in right. him. So in this it, is yeah. this this is a this is a question about value, and we've it's you're reduced to begging that James Tavernier gets a spot. I'm not, I'm not, team, I'm so not I begging. That... I am not begging, dude. There's not a fucking begging bowl in sight, son. I'm just saying. What about ta- What about our captain? No, I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> you <laughs> uncivilized fuck. I'm asking you a question. All right. Could right. you not get a game with you, please? Listen, there's no begging bowl in sight, you it's bastard. It's really good, they right? can score. No, no having it. I'm no having it, right? It's better than Alistair Johnson, we rat. No having you. So, Scott, in all honesty, do you think Rangers have a more... Nah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair play, Scott. Yeah, absolute best. That's a desire oh. your players need. That's a desire Yeah, exactly. Fucking need. gritted teeth. Fight I'd for everything. Imagine a team of 11, Scott. It's like they wouldn't be able to connect in the first place, but they'd give it a good go when they got your there. Fucking anc- your ankles would be gone. They wouldn't be fucking standing. 1 0 to the Celtic. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. I mean, I was fighting a losing fucking battle there. So. That was absolutely superb. So, our main talking point for this week. Um, is actually to go back to a debate we had in our last podcast because um, it's been constant on the group chat. So let's just settle this once and for all. We briefly mentioned that Kyogo is the Kyogo. best Celtic striker since Larson. But realistically, who is the best old firm striker since Larson? So you what I've Celtic asked the boys to do is oh. put three of their um, best strikers probably in the last 20 years, I think it is, since Larson's left now. First of all, I'd like to hear your three apiece. Mm-hmm. So, Patrick, please, if you give me your three. I'm going first, Emma. My position, spoilers, hasn't changed since since the last podcast we did. I think Kyogo is the best Celtic striker since Larson. By extension, I think Kyogo is the best Celtic or Rangers striker since Larson. The two that ran him closest, um, for me, and I'm missing out a big name, uh, that Celtic fans might also, you know, disagree with. And I'm moving away from the sort of Sutton, Hartson era because they played in the same team as Larson for me, so I found it too hard to sort of differentiate. Honourable mentions to Gary Hooper and to Moussa Dembele. Oh, controversial. And I very nearly left out Odson Edward in favour of Robbie Keane. But I went... You are right. Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane. Aye. Celtic. But no for Celtic. He was fucking shite. Is that the discussion? I don't know. I'm just saying. It's, it's your three, mate. So my three are... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you've just rattled off about seven, but it's your three. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to give him honourable mentions. Yeah, we've, had a lot of, we've had a lot of decent strikers, but the the three that I think are the best since Larson for Celtic, Kyogo is the one I'm going to pit against whoever Scott, whatever rat Scott comes up with. Um, My favourite person. The other two that I thought about were Craig Bellamy. And Odson Edward. Scotty, your three to go against that, yeah. please, mate. Um, I'll start with some honourable mentions. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry, <laughs> but, you know, you've got to get gone, in there. Gone but not forgotten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Kenny Miller. <laughs> well, for, <laughs> Celtic, for Celtic or Rangers? Well, old firm, right? Old firm, Kenny oh, Miller. So, yeah, like you know, he, always, he was always a good striker, always good for a goal. People please, are Absolutely. That's what I'm here to do. Um, keep the people entertained. Um, so wait a minute, just for clarity, Kenny Miller's not made your top three. No, no, Good. it's just an honourable moment. Seconds well That's wasted. Next, Kenny Miller speaking sounds like he's chewing a lot. <laughs> for fuck's sake, right? Okay, so <laughs> yeah, he's a Celtic legend. Have some yeah. respect. He's <laughs> an old firm legend. Um, right, so I think in third place for me, uh, Nikita Yelovich. I mm. think um, 
it wasn't he wasn't here for very long, so I think that's why he's at the kind of in third spot. Obviously, the impact he made over his like short Rangers career was was brilliant. You know, he's got a. Well, he had, you sound like you're speaking at his funeral. <laughs> I, uh, well, I, well, a part of me did die when he left. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, and your club. Yeah, I, I, fuck off, right? <laughs> so, obviously, his record, his record speaks for itself. You know, yeah. Dirty bastard, threw me off. Uh, no, so I think it's. Um, How many leagues did he win? Two. So. How many three seasons? Three, four? No, two seasons. Two seasons, two leagues? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, I think that's right, yeah. Uh, 40, basically, had a goal record of. Well, he had 45 games, and in that, he scored 30 goals. So I think that's a cracking return. And I do think. I mean, I know you might disagree, but I, I do think he was one of the players at the time that Celtic did have, you know, like a nightmare kind of going into the weekend fixture like we had with Moussa Dembele or Edouard at times, you know. Um, so I, th- I think he has to be number three. And I think mm-hmm. the only reason he's not higher is because he didn't, he wasn't there for too long. He's quite injury prone those two seasons of memory service as well. Yeah, it's like, it's not like, it was like niggles, do you know I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like, it would often turn into, I think that's why his, his career curtailed when it, you know, when he went down south. But yeah, so he's number three. For number two, I mean, it's a, it's a pick of Pat's two favourite strikers to ever, Grace Ibrooks, isn't it, Pat? So I'm going to... Oh, I don't know yet. Uh, oh, you're going to love this, mate. Uh, I'm going to go for the Colombian mastermind, Alfredo Morelos, as number two. Celtic legend. I mean, I know I know what you say, like, oh, he's not, he's not scored that many goals against Celtic, but I think his overall... He was dreadful. He wasn't he dreadful? Wasn't he dreadful? Against Celtic, it was. Nah, he was. But I understand why he picked. Yeah, him. no, but I think if you look, okay, some some of the games he was fucking awful. I can kind of argue with that, but I think his overall play, you know, we just needed better players around him at times to try and make something of the game. But I think obviously his record speaks for itself. You know, hundred put, well, put on so much weight at the end that he was unplayable. Yeah, no, okay, right. That's at the end, right? That's at the end, right? Forget, forget that. Speaks for himself. No, but forget that. Like you know, it's like. 170 angry baby. Can you just shut the fuck up and let me finish? <laughs> right? 178 games, 78 goals, you know, mm-hmm. over 30 assists, and plus he's the top European goal scorer. I think that, you know, that's a mate, that's a absolute brilliant record to have. Okay, he's not everyone's cup of tea, and I get that he's a bit of a controversial figure with some of his behaviour in the start and obviously at the, towards the end. But when he was on form, he was sublime. Like he Sub, sublime, who's that? Sublime. I just try to make it sound really classy, but I can't. I can't make it. Sublime. I can't make it. I can't make it sound better. It was sublime. <laughs> I was. Just, I was just trying to make it sound really good, but um, no, nah, it doesn't. Oh. Doesn't come across well in a Scottish accent. Um, so who are you pitting to go up against Kyogo for the best Celtic Rangers striker since Larson? Your fan base is most hated, hated man, the one and only smiling Chris Boyd. Oh. smiling Chris Boyd. Right, well, I think I think you know, he's top goal scorer Rangers. You know, 172 appearances, 104 goals. Fantastic. Scored against. Okay, fair dues. I know he's he scored one goal against Celtic, like in his time as Rangers. Right. I, I know that's what you're gonna throw at me, right? I actually, but, but that's, that's... all right. Okay, I'm just getting out there. You know, but obviously, like. He scored. He scored the goals. Kyogo's got six made. against Rangers already. Right, I know, but this isn't Kyogo's moment. Is past. <laughs> Wait, 
<laughs> compared to Chris Boyd, who like, last played for you what fifteen years ago. But Kyogo's moment has passed. Like, That's can, can you just can you just shut up and let me finish my point, man? Christ, right? So <laughs> he scored against the Diddy teams. You know, he helped us win. He, that's the problem we've missing. We've not had a striker that can just go to Kamarnika, a Dundee, oh, and bang the goals, right? We've not had that. So I think Chris Boyd, can I argue with his stats? Two titles, two Scottish Cups, two League Cups. Scott. Record SPL yes. scorer. Who's banging? Yeah, exactly. I was just about to finish who on that, that point. That's Chris Boyd. No, who's banging? Oh, sorry, me. <laughs> It's like you're playing the Chris Boyd drum there. <laughs> it's just like you're having a Chris Boyd wank. Um, You've picked three very good strikers there and managed to fuck all of them, but let's, sorry, how'd you go for You've it? put... How have I fucked them all? Listen, you've put Stephen in a position... With, how have I fucked them all? Tell listen, me. Tell listen, me how I've fucked them listen, all. Listen, you, listen. Tell actually, can said, I just sum it up? Can I just sum it up in one goal? And one goal, honestly, one goal, right? What? Kyogo scored more goals against Rangers than all three of your strikers added together have scored against Celtic. Yeah, but the whole point was an old fun striker not not <laughs> as in like you know, the damage he's done in the league not just against each other's can I teams, also say right? can, we, we, I'm not letting you escape from this I'm really sorry. you just said right here we go just get it over with Pat you've been fucking jumping the gun all, all episode just hey, get in there mate if you would let me speak nah I'm not having it well have it it's, anno- it's annoying isn't it it's annoying isn't it he's just went just, just speaking and he went no I'm not having it <laughs> In a comparison between Kyogo, who's currently playing, yes, and Chris yes, Boyd, who's in his 40s probably and is now a pundit, you said Kyogo's moment has passed. I just meant as in terms of reference to the point I was trying to make. Not his career is finished, that's a different term. I was just meaning, let me have my point, let me put my point across, don't be a dick. I know it's really hard for you not to jump the gun, but please... Just let me finish my point. That's all I, I was trying to say. You asked me to make my point. Yeah, I know. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I can't believe you put Stephen in a position where he has to I'm choose not, between Chris Boyd and Kyogo Furuhashi as footballers. The one I thought you were going to say, but I think was maybe the same time as Larson, was Daryl Purcell. I love yeah. Daryl right? Purcell. He yeah, was, he was, he was, yeah, he was the same. He, he, was, uh, he was fantastic. Um, but obviously he played... I don't know if it was like towards the tail end of Larson's time at... Celtic, I think they maybe overlap maybe by a season or so, but they actually um, um, that's the only reason to, I've actually so the season that Celtic got beat by Porto was obviously the UEFA Cup final. Dado Perso mm-hmm. actually played in the Champions League final for Monaco the yeah, season after against Porto and then signed for Rangers after that. Wow. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so you could have used Perso. Yeah, you could have, yeah. Could have, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, I generally, like, honestly, that's where my mind, I, honestly, I generally fucking thought the timeline I got the timelines oh. all wrong like a DC well, movie you well know? just, just looking at some stats I actually <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable I can't believe you didn't include players like Francisco oh, Sandanza and Kevin Kyle a million pounds for Franco Sandanza from Kilmarnock that's what we paid what a joke I actually thought you'd say Jermaine Defoe <clears throat> yeah, yeah he was he was nowhere near less, was he nah so just I wanted I, no I wanted to but like he just wasn't here. Just, just some stats. It wasn't as I don't think he was a, as impactful as Jelovic. Well, Stephen, for the love of God, tell me quickly though that Kyogo's the best since last. Kyogo's best can't. since last, mate. Yeah. Thank God for that. That's two 0 Celtic. <laughs> Kyogo, yep, is is statistically 
is the best since Larson. There's no denying it. I think he's played enough minutes now in football and there's, there's been enough um, big game moments for him to say 58 that. 58 goals in 89 games with 12 assists. You yeah, can't argue with it. I've, I've said my compliment on Kyle. I know he's a, he's he's a, fantastic, he's a fantastic player. It's a, no it's a goal in the um, Scottish Premiership every 92 minutes. Now, what I would say is second in that list, and the reason I thought Scott would say him, is Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe right. has a goal every 95 minutes he played for Rangers. Um, wow. Which I thought was miraculous. Really, I, yeah, I didn't realise it was that good. I actually think, so you looking at it, boys, because um, I was trying to find stats here and there, and I was looking at obviously the Jermaine Defoe thing I just brought up as well. The one that actually got it for me for, for Kyogo over anything else is his goal scoring record 92 minutes per goal. He's never taken a penalty for Celtic. He's never scored a penalty in the, wow. in the Premier League for Celtic. It's hard. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I'd love to sit here and like, all joking aside, I'd love to actually sit here and try and debate that he's not a fantastic. Trigger. It's just that would just be disrespectful to him and make me sound like a clueless twat, and I'm not. So, which you've done yourself anyway. I know, but it's all jokes. <laughs> which, I mean, but in all seriousness, no, he, right. he's 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 a very good player, like you know, accomplished striker. So I think it's it's hard to argue. Like you know, I just, I gave it my best shot, but. Um, but yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard to argue against them. I, I am amazed we got Kyogo on a longer term contract. Yeah. yeah, it's one more great season from him. He's away, and I'm just going to enjoy him while we've got him. So yeah, two 0 to the Celtic. Sublime. Moving on. Sublime. To what has been so far an absolute shambles from you boys, and it has been commented uh, on publicly. Is the trivia questions? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. please, God. Have reduced <laughs> Scotty's tongue's light on for this. For <laughs> light bulb moment. <laughs> is that going to help you think? I hope so. To be fair, the questions have been quite hard. I thought, like, you know, props to us, you know, because we've put some nice questions together. I've dumbed mine down to simple maths, if you wouldn't mind me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Scott Excuse just me. moved fast and exploited in this whole career, turn a light on, mate, but you take the floor. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, maths questions. Here we go. This is a simple counting question. <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> You know I love you, really. I know. But Scott, how many Scottish Cup finals have Rangers participated in since the year 2000? Oh, that's a very good... Scottish Cup finals, yes. Yeah, so that is the Scottish Cup, not like... The Scottish League Cup. Cup finals in Scotland, yeah. Okay, Uh, just the Scottish Cup. Since the year 2000. (laughs) It's... uh, When was the last time you won it? 2012? No, they won it. Uh, he was a clue recently against Hearts. Is that league cup? I don't know. I get, I get confused easy. Um, well, okay, two trophy wins. No, I just with the Scottish League Cup and the, the Scottish Cup. So, uh, um, how many times have we won it since the year two thousand? It's a good question, Pat. Thank you. Thank you very much. Stop stalling for time. <laughs> Think of all the finals. Yep. I'm, now no, that, I'm, I'm, now I'm, that we've established, you don't know the difference between that and the League Cup. Yeah, I'm you're fucked. fucked. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> say twenty-three. That helps. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that, mate. It's between zero and twenty-three. Yeah. No, yeah. I get that, but we were we were out of the league and we weren't we weren't a very good team were you? for a, a, a long period of time. I should be dynamite the last twelve months. Yeah. Uh, it's like a punch bag, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have dished out some abuse. Uh, I'm going to say eight. I've fucked Anna. <laughs> I thought I'm I fucked Anna. I'm a one off. Can I take a guess? Oh, you get the fucking questions beforehand. You know the I answer. I absolutely do not. Uh, no, it's more. It's way more than eight. You know I mean? 13. Uh, no, it's less than eight. <laughs> it's six. 
Oh, you dirty bastard! It was two and out. I can list. I can list them for you. In two thousand and two, yep. you beat Celtic three two. Yep. The next year, you beat Dundee one nil. Mm-hmm. There is then a gap until two thousand and eight, where yep. you beat the that's the Chris Boyd final, where you beat Queen of the South three two. Yep. Then the next year, so you like doing them consecutively. You beat Falkirk one nil. Yep. Um, then there's a gap until Hibs beat you three two. Yeah, I remember that one. Great game. It was a brutal game. And then, it wasn't until. Uh, 2022. Yeah. Um, that you beat Hearts two 0 That's pretty shite. What I'd say is your answer was was pretty close. So yeah, not bad. That stands in good stead. So, your question for Patrick, please. So I'm gonna give you a wee, a kind of an easy question. I'm just gonna line some facts up, and then I want you to tell me who this person is, right? So. Oh, oh nice. It's, it's who am I? On. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, who am I? So, You're Scott. Are you ready for this? The year is 2023. No, 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 no. Is, is it 23? And Rangers have won six Scottish, have been to six Scottish Cup finals. I know that now. No, um, so this is who am I? So I'm an English English person. Anybody in your starting line then? Anyone in the back line? I was at Celtic for three seasons between the year 2010 to 13. My manager at the time was Neil Lennon. I was bought for £2.4 million. I'm a striker. I've made 137 appearances for Celtic and scored 82 goals. Who am I? You're Gary Hooper. Correct. Yes! Come on! I got one right! Congratulations. You're welcome. You're welcome. Just me mentioning Hooper. He deserves his honourable mention. Thank you. You're you're welcome. Most recently, I believe, playing his trade in... Uh, Cyprus. Uh, he, he was. He was, he was also. He also played at the Legends Six Aside, and apparently he was electric. And some fans wanted him to be like fifth choice striker backup for this season. Well, that's that's <laughs> but hey, I've got to say that was. A... <laughs> I actually can't believe one he's got this. That's that's the closest we've got to trivia question being writing in to smash it out of the park and get that one right. So Thank unfortunately, Scott, <laughs> it's uh you've just handed a whitewash to uh, to Celtic. <laughs> I'm 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 well aware of that, mate. I gave it my best shot, and I actually thought um, I did quite well with the question there. You know the way it was structured. No, you did. It was a it was a very good question. It's a long season, Scotty. Yeah, I know it's a long season, and once we get rid of Michael Beale, we'll start. I'll, I can start be happier. <laughs> and as you famously said about referees, these things even themselves out. <laughs> well, I, your mantra above your bed is always cheated, never defeated. That so. Oh, just using zingers from previous episodes. Got to mate. Got to just keep the wheel turning. So predictions from last week, gents. Scott said that Rangers will win 1-0 and Celtic 4-0. Steve said 3-1 to the Rangers and 4-0 to Celtic. And Who am I? Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat said 1-1 Rangers and 3-0 Celtic. So new scores on the doors are Scott 8 myself Wait. <laughs> and, pa- <laughs> and Paddy on 7 getting the 3-0 win correct right back in that by the way right back in it this week gents we have Celtic playing Livingston away at 12.30 on the Saturday and Rangers playing Motherwell at home Scotty 2-0 against Motherwell and it's in Livy in it Celtic games in Livy so I think it'll be a tricky game I think 1-0 for Celtic 3-0 Rangers and I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic. Steve, myself? I think 
Rangers also 3-0. And I think I'm going to go for a little bit of an oddball one here, but I think Celtic will win 4-2. Ooh, nice. High scoring game at the moment. High scoring game. I just I could see Livingston maybe getting into it and then just the quality of Celtic taking it away from them. Cool. Well, yeah. you've been listening to The Boy and the Bear. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email episode suggestions to theboyandthebear at gmail.com or follow us and get in touch with us on Instagram at boybearpod. That's boy with an H. Hail, hail. Follow, follow. Catch you next week, boys. Have a good one. See you later, lads. Take care, lads.